Hello, this is the Joys of Teaching Literature. I'm Scott Cameron, a high school English teacher. Uh, if you want to know more about me, I have a website, theteachersworkshop.com. I offer online professional development for high school English teachers. So this week we're talking about uh, the teaching of writing. It's, it's interesting. Um, I remember when I first started teaching, <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous, but I remember sitting down with my, my supervisor, brilliant woman, um, and, and her talking about many lessons on writing and when, when you talk about writing. And it's one of those things as, as, a, as, a, <laughs> as a person who started teaching just because they love literature, it's just not something I thought, of. oh yeah, I, I do have to teach writing, right? I can't just, you know, talk about novels and poems and short stories and essays and, you know, all kinds of great pieces of writing, you know, and then ask them to analyze that. Now, of course, you know, creative writing is something I anticipated kind of thinking about. But as far as, you know, I asked you to write on this topic, um, I just thought assigning it would be enough, right? And providing feedback would be enough. Um, so, so that's when I first started early in my career, wrapping my head around the idea of like, okay, well, how am I going to teach writing? Um, what program am I going to, am I going to put in place where I can really break down the various parts of, of the essay? And like, how can I, how can I t talk about writing in a way that's not, <laughs> I, I have this tendency to talk about academics. Like I don't love teaching in school and the culture. Of school. I love all that, but I do feel like sometimes uh, we can be too academic and just use too many academic terms and forget about, you know, how writing is really just the core part of communication um, and not this, this academic thing. Of course it is an academic thing and a scholarly thing and a professional thing and all of that too. But um, anyway, the, the title, so that's our topic. The title of this podcast is, Can the Teaching of Writing Be Fun? The teaching of writing is at the heart and soul of any English language arts classroom. We need to show each student how to weave an organized web that will enable them to catch ideas that provide them with life and sustenance. We want them to think for themselves, you think using logic and use their conscience. We want them to find their voice and find who they are. When we ask them to answer a question, we ask them to solve a problem. After they think, converse, and read, they write. It's difficult to balance the overwhelming amount of options English teachers face on a daily basis when it comes to the teaching of writing. No single approach works for every child, so I tried different techniques with each writing assignment. Some students prefer to start writing right away and then take a bunch of time to revise, but some students want to plan excessively beforehand and don't get much out of revision at all. As the year moves along, I expect students to take less and less time on, on each of the processes involved in writing. Right? Our objective should be to make writing feel easy, not laborious. All right, so types of writing. At the beginning of the year, I asked the question, what is an essay? <laughs> it's a kind of a, I don't know, large but also very specific question. I try to open up the word essay as much as I can uh, to take away any academic connotations. The Common Core labels all writing as analysis. There's three of them, analysis, informative or explanatory, or narrative. Uh, there are many other ways of labeling or categorizing the different types of writing. But these and other labels feel like academic jargon to me. 
which is why I focus on the question or the prompt. Right? That's the that's the key thing is what are you what's what's the question, right? What are we asking you to do? Creating a simple, clear, clear question that allows students the freedom to interpret the text or evidence on their own, on their own terms, uh, can be a serious challenge. But if you do it well, you can avoid the long, boring descriptions and rubrics that tell students in a hundred different ways what you want and don't want. You want them to explore the power and possibilities of their topic, not give you back exactly what you think about the topic. I call it, you know, recycling what we went over in class. We want them to create new ideas, not recycle existing ones. We also want the question and the thesis to be the start of the essay, not the end. I also try avoiding assigning too much of any one type of writing. Once I feel like they've made enough progress with analytical writing, for instance, we switch to something else, like creative writing, or writing an open-ended blog style essay or something similar to that. Or I ask them to create a video essay using what they wrote. That's another uh, form. So you know, dabbling in, in philosophy, or uh, you know, not just always. You read this. Tell me what you think. You know, actually asking them a question. All right. So the other element of teaching of writing, um, we covered the types of writing, but now let's talk about pre-writing. I consider anything they do prior to writing pre-writing. So. Normally what I do is I collect the, the, any kind of handout or classwork that we, that we do, um, which is mostly informal analysis of evidence, on the same day that I assign the essay with the idea that the classwork should help them write the essay. The classwork should also focus on a specific single topic or question that will eventually fit into a larger question or topic. When they see the essay question they need to answer, they should take a look at the notes they completed on their handouts and be able to organize those notes into a cohesive outline or graphic organizer before they write. So this might take five minutes or a full day depending on your students. If we take a full day to pre-write, I can circle around the room to read their notes and give them feedback, usually by asking questions, uh, before they start to write. I find a blank sheet of paper works better than any graphic organizer I've created um, so that they can help create um, and organize their own thoughts. They can decide if they want mostly text, page numbers, arrows, lines, you know, circles, bullet points, whatever else uh, that they want to, to help them uh, organize their thoughts. Uh, so a third part of the teaching of writing is providing feedback. Um, I assign writing about every two weeks so that students can receive timely feedback on their essays and set simple short goals for themselves. I hand back an essay with my comments the day before they write their next essay so they can have a clear sense of what they need to do. When I hand back an essay with my comments and checklist, I don't like rubrics, um, I ask students to revise just one single part of their essay, like a thesis statement, you know, rewrite or revise your introduction, the conclusion, a body paragraph, perhaps something simple like the interpretation of one piece of evidence. Um, sometimes I ask them just to focus on supporting sentences. So every checklist um, is the same for every assignment, um, for every analytical assignment. Of course, the, the writing, you know, of course, is different, but for, in generally for analytical writing, the checklist is the same so they can keep track of what they need to improve. Not every assignment has a checklist, um, especially if you're asking them to do something creative. Uh, 
as they revise, I walk around the room and, and quickly conference with, with as many students as I can um, while they revise. So that way I can just actually give them feedback in person. We sometimes re review a few revisions as a class immediately after they finish. Uh, sometimes I, I talk about how to pre-write or I have students highlight their most important ideas. If they need to work on the logical development of their ideas, then I might show a model essay and highlight the most important ideas. Um, I typically take a full day to hand back essays and provide full feedback. Uh, by full day, I mean 45 minutes. Um, so I, I, in 45 minutes, I give the essay back, you know, talk to them first, um, then allow them the opportunity to revise, and then I walk around the room uh, and give and, and have conversations with the students. So they're getting a lot of different types of feedback. One, you know, feedback as a class. Two, feedback that I provided by writing on their essay. Uh, and then three, the conversations that I have as I, I kind of walk around the class. Um, so that way, I, I don't feel like any one of those things, you know, you know, takes all t all the time. So if like I don't need to spend hours and hours and hours, well, you know, although I, <laughs> of course we all do take hours and hours and hours uh, to write to write feedback on essays, but it kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off to write a ton of you know notes all over their essays. Um, I also take notes while I read essays, um, so I can address any patterns that I noticed as far as you know their their writing is concerned, um, you know the conventions of writing, uh, but also uh, the ideas that they got to in the essay. I can sort of remind myself to cover you know those ideas that they mentioned because that's important, right? Not just how did you say it, but what did you actually say? As the year moves along, I have to remind myself that that eventually I want to give them the opportunity uh, to revise their own writing, right? They want, they need to gain that ability, right, to, to revise their own writing. That's the end objective. They should rely on our written and verbal feedback less and less as the year goes on. So students um, keep all of their work, including their handouts, in a folder in the classroom so they can set goals. With a writing folder, they can reflect on their work after each quarter or each marking period. So you know, they can kind of look back on their writing throughout the whole year and, and you know, know what they, they need to work on and, you know, ask themselves if they're, if they're meeting the goals they set for themselves. Um, it's interesting, uh, in his autobiography, uh, Benjamin Franklin describes how he taught himself to write. Um, there's these two great, um, they're called The Spectator and The Tattler. There's actually American versions of these, too, but they started in the 1700s. They're like the uh, Colbert, Colbert from the Colbert Report and John Stewart of The Daily Show um, from a few years back, uh, where they take on a, a voice and a persona um, that is not their own, of course. That is, that's what a persona is. Um, and, and comment on different cultural things, political things, the news of the day, um, anything from, like, people, how to ride a carriage in the street, to taxes, to fashion, to advertising, um, all these different sort of popular topics of the time. They also like had these um, really funny, it seemed real, I think some people thought they were actually real, but they were like these letters that they've had from people writing to their, to their magazine. Um, but they were just made up and fake, and they were really funny because they would that they would also they would then be able to create another character. So they had the character themselves, like they were the character, but then they also had these kind of fake characters writing in in letters, and those were, you know, in a way they would be satirical of different human behaviors that way. Um, you know, people who are just after profit and and 
you know, they had a great one about the, the ethical businessman and versus the kind of greedy businessman, that sort of thing. Anyway, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is what I do during teaching, I digress. Um, Benjamin Franklin, what he, he said that was the most brilliant and best writing that he ever encountered were these two, uh, Addison and Steele. And so what he basically sought out to do is to imitate their style. He wanted to be Steele and Addison. Um, and so that's how he taught himself uh, to write, which is really interesting, right? Um, so let's remember to keep the rigor in the teaching of writing, but also remember that there's a way to make writing a, a really fun and pleasurable process where students can present their view of the world to us. Thanks for listening.